the B-side in boxing. B-side shit. B-side. B-side. And the B-side. You got a B-side. The B-side. 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 That B-side thing. This is the B-side's boxing podcast. Welcome the fuck back to B-Sides Boxing Podcast. The B stands for Bam Rodriguez. Holy shit. Yes, it does. <laughs> uh, we'll get to that in just a little bit. Uh, let's run through some shit that's been going on in the previous weeks. I'm joined by Drip Shanato. Thank you for being here with me. Let's mm-hmm. talk really quick. I had the distinct pleasure of going to a Del Sol Promotions card here in Phoenix. Uh, that was on Friday, December 8th. It was in the heart of downtown. Um, got to see a super welterweight prospect, Nikki Scala. Did not get, uh, when I say get the job done, I mean like who the fuck is Jonathan Godoy? So, you know, this Mickey Scala should be putting this kind of kind of person away. But he didn't, uh, didn't do it that well. But Godoy was in the survival mode the whole time. The whole time. Um, decent prospects uh, th- all throughout the card like the six rounds was the longest fight the main and co-main but overall it was really well run um, my thanks to uh, Miss Pandalakis for getting me in on that match room on the ninth. Uh this was Devin Haney the coronation mm-hmm. let's go from the bottom up here uh, I only mentioned this because for some reason people like this woman and I think it's just because she goes to every weigh-in in lingerie. But Ebony Bridges uh, loses her belt by UD uh, to Mio Yoshida. So that was fun. Ooh, grim. Yeah. yeah. Andy Cruz. Uh, huh? You want something on Ebony? Oh, I was just going to say, like, her defense is so garbage it is <laughs> oh it's so terrible i was shocked when she won a belt but i'm so glad she lost it yeah she has a hell of a chin though yes uh i'm not sure yeah uh ch- using having your chin as your defense not typically not a good idea that's the typical uh, rocky style yeah no kidding uh but yeah ebony uh, I'm sure she's going to continue to attract attention. I mean, showing off the goods, yeah. in a manner of speaking. Moving up, Andy Cruz stops Giovanni Straffone in three. Ooh. Andy Cruz continues to impress. Um, light, he's he's. This is his second professional fight, I think, or third. One of the two. Uh, I think this is the second one. Okay, because I know that he was against uh, Pablo Cano, who was he, he's a rough out for anybody. He can make it really grimy and scrappy. But yeah, Andy Cruz, goodness gracious, it's it's really a matter of time before he surpasses Keyshawn Davis again. It's really unfortunate for Keyshawn because I like him, but yeah, Andy Cruz seems like the sky's the limit for him. Dangerous, dangerous man. Does he, as he is right now, with what we saw last weekend, is he prepared for the upper tiers of 135? I would say so, yeah. I 
I'd say so. I mean, who would you want to see him fight next? Is the question. Yeah, I was gonna pull up the the old everyone's favorite. That old box wreck. Yeah, good old box wreck. Um, all right. I'm so so bad at remembering what weight people fight at. This is one thirty five. So we're gonna go. I'm gonna go from fifteen and then go up. Uh, we got Maxi Hughes at fifteen. Um, some Russian guy. Don't nobody knows who that is. Uh, Giovanni Cabrera, uh, De Los Santos at twelve. Murataya oh, at eleven. De Los Santos. De Los Santos would be fun because uh, he's a rough and tumble type. Uh, Murataya at eleven. That would also be fun. But uh, promotional difficulties there. Zaur Abdullah, Abdulayev at number ten. Cambosos at nine. Jermaine Ortiz at 8, Isaac Cruz 7, Shuichiro Yoshino 6, Frank Martin 5, William Zapata 4, Lomachenko Stevenson and Tank. Hmm. I would say like that top 5, maybe not. Frank Martin and Zapata, I suppose, if I had to pick any out of the top 5. What about Isaac Cruz? Oh uh, yes, that would be that would be wonderful. <laughs> I'm not sure what uh, what's what's everybody's like fascination with him. I think it's just like his come forward like style. That's really that's really honestly. Uh, scrappy little guy. Yeah, scrappy little guy, Mike Tyson esque, you would say. But other than that, there's not much more to him really. Extremely, right. he extremely watchful. Yes, he's. He's a yeah. He's one dimensional, but that dimension is very entertaining. Yeah, though. The, luckily, his dimension is a good one. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, uh, unlike... Ring has him ranked number three at one thirty thirty five right now. Isaac Cruz, uh, Tank, and Shakur ahead of him. Uh, Loma, Tank, Cruz, Shakur's behind him. <laughs> oh, oh the disrespect. <laughs> That's great. That's funny. I I'm I'm gonna call up uh Dougie Fisher, congratulate him for throwing shade that way. That's that's fun. Uh alright, let's move up. Uh Montana Love gets stopped in six. Is uh do we play taps for him? Is there Yeah, not much to say. You know that the old uh, want, want, want trombone sound? Maybe it, can we yeah. get taps in a trombone <laughs> so that it's like a double double meaning there? Because Montana Love got his fucking block knocked off. That was fun. That was super funny too. I'm really, um, I'm going to own it. Uh, like I want to say like three, four, five fights ago, I was like, yeah, Montana Love looks like he's uh, he's pretty decent. I think he might be able to. Uh, you might be able to do it. Nope. Absolutely <laughs> wrong. Absolutely the fuck wrong. Hey, this guy might be somebody. Nope. Yeah, he might be all right. <laughs> nope. <laughs> nope. 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 Yeah, I think his career is honestly just in shambles. It's kind of yeah. It's, it's a, just, yeah on the verge of over, if not already. He's gonna be fighting on a Donald King card pretty soon. Uh. Maybe Adrian Broner can teach him how to be media savvy. Ooh, can we see that ever? Broner versus Montana Love, that thing? That would not, that's not out of the realm of possibility. 
<laughs> they're both in pretty bad spots, so. And they're both Ohio guys. Oh, poor Raz. Are they anywhere near the same size? I always picture Montana Love being bigger. Montana Love's at 140. Broner fights at 147. He can make 140. Oh. But. Do I hear a catch weight? Yeah, probably like 144, 145. Because Montana Love doesn't have the pull to get Broner to a catch weight. So, could be the full thing. Uh, also, uh, obligatory reminder that Montana Love was fighting just down the street from Raz and he didn't go and he missed the uh, clothesline. So, don't, Damn it, Raz. don't let him forget. Now, but on to the never forget that Devin Haney, when he doesn't have to drain himself to a skeleton, goodness fucking gracious, he blew my mind expectations completely blown out of the water Devin Haney looked amazing um he wasn't of course you know like the, the power is still a little bit lacking um but wow he was uh he was rocking Regis Progray pretty well he's still yeah. boring though you think so <laughs> I do not enjoy watching Devin Haney I don't I can't really tell you exactly why, other than I find it super boring. Huh. I think he's a really good boxer. Yes, very it technically talented. Yeah. Boring. Very. Uh, I think but this one was one just... of his better ones, though, like entertainment-wise. Yeah. It depends on the opponent. He's one of those types mm -hmm. that, because he's such a technician, the the fear factor of the power of the opponent is a, what contributes a lot to the entertainment, I think. And Progray, he's not like a one-hitter-quitter type, but he does have respectable power, at the least. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> Too bad Progray got bullied. Oh, absolutely schooled. Yeah, absolutely schooled. That was a fucking boxing clinic. Um, I mean, it's kind of how we all thought it would go, though. Honestly. Yes. I mean, Progray's got T-Rex arms and... He's flat-footed, no footwork whatsoever. He just kept kind of following Devin Haney around the ring, hoping to land like a overhand left or a right or something. Yeah, flat foot is that was really apparent from the beginning that he, I don't know, it's like he he's walking through a swamp, pun or like that was very much intentional imagery there. He's walking slogging through a swamp. Devin Haney's like hopping around on his toes. Very slow on his feet, uh, hands uh, not even remotely quick enough to get to Haney. He maybe tagged him like a handful of times. A little um, bit, but <clears throat> wasn't anything spectacular. Nothing substantial. Absolutely not. Okay, so we have Devin Haney takes the WBC mm -hmm. title at 140. Um, Subaru Matias holds the IBF undeniably inarguably everybody's top choice at 140 uh raleigh romero holds the wba huh? <laughs> yeah wait huh? and and uh teofimo lopez holds the wbo so those are his contemporaries any versus lopez might be fun if teofimo isn't crazy yeah, like exactly. a dialed in teo could catch haney yes yeah, 100%. Tio at his best, it would bully Haney. Tio at his but best. But you never know what Tio you're getting. 
Yeah. Well, it's, it's kind of like when I was saying in the chat, like, for anyone with, like, good footwork and, like, decent power is a nightmare matchup for Haney. Loma, if Loma had power, he arguably, you know, would have had a clear, more clear win. Uh, granted, he lost, but, like, he probably would have been easier to decide that he won. Lust-ish, like yeah. you could say. Yeah, but, like, anyone with, like, decent footwork, like Tio and power is just a nightmare matchup for Haney. Okay, so yeah, or you get Cambosis To like the first Cambosis To yeah, that yeah, just yeah, you get... looks like an idiot. <laughs> ah, dude. So decent footwork and power. Does Ryan Garcia fit the bill? Absolutely not. No. This Garcia doesn't have good footwork. Slander. Like Garcia <laughs> can barely box. <laughs> yeah, I know. This, he does have it's a like, good. No, he like, has a good shot. He has a good left hook, so that's nice. That's, but, he, but wait, wait, wait. He's that's, got really fast hands. Yes. And he does have a good left hook, but that's objectively, exactly my hate said. aside, my hate aside, he does not have good footwork. Yeah, I, I'm gonna be honest. I threw that out as a bit of a joke, just knowing that it would <laughs> ruffle both of your feathers. <laughs> Dude, all it's it's like what Tank said. All he's got is that weak ass left hook, and yeah. Tank was right. Tank didn't lie. So I think Haney would just also bully Garcia. But now that we're on topic of Tank, you know they were going back and forth a little bit. Haney so. and Tank were they were talking mm -hmm. shit to each other. Uh, so Tank, hopefully Tank, that's made soon. Tank pulled his <laughs> like I know it, yeah. It, this is just like social media drama, but I don't know. I think it is particularly telling when they like, cause they boxers talk shit to each other on Twitter or Instagram all the time. To me, it says that a higher power intervened and made Tank remove some of his tweets that were explicitly about Devin Haney. Yeah. I, I hope that fight gets made. Um, Will it anytime soon? I probably I so. not. Uh, that was something we were talking about at the night of. Does it? Let's just for the for the sake of the discussion. Do, it, mm -hmm. it gets made. We get over the contractual hurdles that uh, come with every fight that are cross promo. Does hate? Does Haney get? Does Tank have the where the 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 clout? I guess to put. A either catch weight, rehydration clause, or both. Could he do that? Um, because if he can, he fucking will. Of course he will. I think, I think he has like yeah the pull to throw it in there, but I don't think Team Haney would sign it. I think they said it before, right? They don't. They're not gonna do any catch weight types fights. You're gonna keep it at you know the traditional at the limit weight class are in. Yeah. So I, I think uh... Tank has the pull. I think he could maybe get the rehydration clause in there. Yeah, the catch draining him down would be difficult. Uh, to I think that would be difficult to get them to sign off on. But yeah, the rehydration is more reasonable if they were to try to handicap him. Oh man, uh, he is he with Matchroom straight up now? Tank. No, um, Devin Haney. Oh, uh, I think so. I, I don't know, to be honest. Yeah, I'm not okay. sure either. 
because a couple of I think Lomachenko obviously was with Top Rank. Yeah, yeah, he is. He signed with Matchroom. Okay, so after top, after Lomachenko, he went to Matchroom. Okay, so he has uh, Richardson Hitchens as an option. Eh. Yeah. Uh, not nothing too exciting there yeah there's but we do have other 140 guys along the way so do we want to keep moving or is there more to say on haney's uh professor haney's lecture professor haney yeah um he sold out the chase center that's fucking cool that is really I really think, cool i think the only thing to really add is like sooner or later he's gonna, he's gonna have to fight like to or Mateus yeah. like so it's a, or unless he goes to 147 like they've been talking about so it's either he's on a crash course to fight one of them or he just ducks them and goes 147 but i don't see what he'd really do at 147 i don't either uh that the power is already a problem i don't think it's gonna it's only gonna get worse if he goes up like right. at 135 he was draining himself it to me it appears that he was draining himself so much that it sapped his power so he gets to 140 I think this is as good. This is as good as it, as it's going to get for him. So if he goes up to 147, where the obviously the people are bigger, his uh, limited power is going to be even smaller, or even lesser than it is now. Yeah, I don't think he. I don't think he'd be able to compete at 147. People would just walk through his punches, and somebody's eventually going to catch him. Yes. Now, I mean, I think even even Tio would walk those punches at 140. Probably, possibly, yes. I have to present a realistic possibility. Okay. It's highly. It is. I think it's more likely that this happens than anything else, just because of um, network obligations and promoter talks or whatever. I think Devin Haney's going to be fighting Ryan Garcia pretty soon. They're both under the DAZN banner. So not that difficult to make. I really do Ooh. think that that's going to happen. Uh, I don't I don't love it, but I'll watch it. It it's the name recognition will give it credibility to, you know, people not that aren't fucking nerds like we are. So <laughs> yeah. an absolute ass kicking by Haney does that finally end Garcia's career or make him less appealing to fight against I think so because uh, Tank obviously stopped him so there he took away that element from Ryan Garcia's mystique and now if Devin Haney were to piece him up carve him up like a fucking holiday roast then yeah there's what what else do you have yeah, well, I'm surprised that people still like Garcia as much as they do. So, yeah, I mean, that's that's a uh, that's boxing's version of GQ right there. That's it's the uh, Henry. He Cavill is boxing. a very pretty man. I yes, was gonna say but... that it's his sick tattoos that everybody likes. Oh fuck! <laughs> They're so bad. Yeah, so I, bad. I, They're I don't so think... well done, but the combination of all of them is so bad. Is They're corny. Awful taste, but great, uh, great execution. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're all individually very nice tattoos. Um, 
let's go down some quick ones from that were also on Saturday. Lucas Brown got sparked in four. That was in Dubai. And Mark Maxayo sent Isak Avalar to the hospital. Um, I haven't seen any updates on that, but I hope he's all right. Um, we were, I think we were talking during this one live. This one is a uh, pro box on December 13th. It's their last one of the year. Um, I only picked out two that stood out. Uh, Kelvin Davis. This is one of, uh, Keyshawn. I think this is Keyshawn's older brother. Uh, but, uh yeah, I think so. And then, uh, like what's the uh, key on, I think is the younger one. He's in the like trying out for the olympic team or something yes uh so kelvin davis gets a un unanimous decision question mark over clarence booth at 140 i'm not so sure that is an accurate assessment i think kelvin davis had 99 to 90 or not 90 um well lost one round 79 to 72, I, I suppose, or 73 against Clarence Booth. Uh, I, I, I did not see that fight okay. that way. I didn't either. It was, um, we talk about, we like the term robbery gets thrown around a lot. I, I really try to refrain from using it as much as I can so that I don't take, so that it has more, you know, impact when I use it. And this was a fucking robbery. Um, you, I, I don't even think you could argue a uh, five to three, five to three round split. Kelvin Davis wasn't really fucking doing anything. I, maybe the last like five rounds, he didn't do anything. He just kind of walked around. I'm not. Entirely, yeah. I don't know what those the judges were seeing. I think Polly said uh, it must be the weed gummies. Yeah, I'm not so sure about that either, buddy. That's not how drugs work. I wow, think... they just stopped paying attention and wrote down that the favorite one. That okay, that's uh, reasonable. I was gonna say because I've uh, I have had uh, edibles or smoked uh, cannabis before watching a fight. It made me pay more you, attention. You've done to what? It. Huh? It's legal here, Sorry. bitch. Deal with it. Oh yeah. Oh, actually, I think it's legal in PA now too. Yeah. <laughs> so, oh yeah. I. It made me pay more attention to it. I don't know. Like I watched more intently than I would normally, and definitely more than if I were drinking alcohol. Fair enough. So I don't know, but also I'm a fucking nerd, and I love this. Whereas the judges apparently don't care. Uh, okay, main event, Batrizan Jukembaev, unanimous decision. Uh, I think this one was good, right? Uh, if I'm remembering yeah. correctly, Jukembaev was, it was uh, competitive in spots, but Jukembaev was clearly better. What did he go by? Triple seven? That was, oh, I don't remember. Yeah, that was, um, I, for, I was uh, talking to you, Shanata, about, like, I don't think there's any stupid nicknames there weren't on the not great but it makes sense you know jackpot he's also from kazakhstan triple g 
yeah want to put that sort of association between the two oh i see that i see it now triple seven triple g and the seven g is the seventh letter of the alphabet so it's is uh, he trying to be like triple g sun or something or that's what i was uh jokingly saying uh during the during the fights i'm like this is actually triple g's like younger brother or something <laughs> but he changed illegitimate app brother yeah uh, he's fighting under a different name so that he doesn't live under the shadow of his of his older brother but yeah i don't know still super lightweight 140 he still has a bit of a ways to go i think but hopefully yeah but for the wednesday night fights it was it was good yes yeah wednesday night fights are doing better than a lot of local promos are they're already at the 10 round level so that's kind of fun uh jukenbaev i'm it's a name you can't forget i won't forget it anyway so i'll be i'll be watching out for him as we move forward and in italy this was early saturday uh um i honestly didn't watch it because i haven't had a had a chance to and to be honest with you it's like not that important no, wait, there was fights in Italy? Yeah. That's new. Uh, so That's new. The headliner was uh, Francesco Grandelli. He stopped Stefan Voda, their featherweights. But the co-main was Sandor Martin. And he... Oh. That's why I have it listed. Yeah. It, I love Sandor Martin. Yeah, he's uh, he sparks Mohamed El Marcucci in four. And it was an eight-round fight, which is kind of weird. Because, like, I, I expect more from... Uh, Sandra Martin. Yeah, I think I think it was probably the other guy wanted an eight round fight because I've never heard of him. Uh, yeah, but why would you want if you know that Sandor is at the he's if not at the title holder level, he's at the title contender level. Why would you want to fight him? Why would why would you do that? He's going to fucking beat you. It doesn't matter how. <laughs> he's going to beat you. You're an eight-round level fighter fighting a fucking title contender. What are you thinking? You get yeah, sparked yeah. in four. That's what happens. <laughs> you get sparked in four. Actually, yeah, I, I just pulled up the rankings, and the WBC put Sandor Martin as number one for Prograve belt. <laughs> so Haney, Sandor... You know, actually, that's, that's actually, that's actually a decent hey, fight. That's a decent Haney fight. Sandor would actually be a really good fight because Sandor's got real good movement. Yes, he can yeah. keep up with. He can keep up with Haney. He's not faster than him. Like that would be ridiculous. But yeah, and, and he doesn't have that much power. No, but I bet you he could catch Haney, oh, which definitely. is something not a lot of people have done. He dial down the power from pro gray and then dial up uh light on the feet yeah that would be nice gives a different look to haney so he's not just fighting people who plot forward all the time the wbo's got sander martin at four he moved way up the rankings after this last fight um maybe they're uh compensating for him getting fucking jobbed against a yeah. Teofimo. 
he won that fight. Absolutely. No one will ever convince me otherwise. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm right there with you. Uh, yeah, 100%. I agree. Uh, that's not a knock on Teofimo. It's just a testament to Sandor Martin's abilities. Um, anything more? Nah. All right. That's it. All right. Really quickly, Josh Kelly stops Rourke Knapp in three at 154. Do you have the? Do you still have the WBO rankings open? Uh, yes. Where's Josh Kelly? What? Uh. What weight is Super Welter? One fifty four. One fifty four. Josh Josh Kelly is number one with the WBO for Tim Zoo's belt. No shit. Oh. Uh, number four by the IVF. Uh, WBA doesn't have him in the top fifteen. And WBC has him at number twelve. All right. So two of the two of the bodies have him in the top five. Um, yes, I've been hearing Josh One Kelly's name. Have him at all? <laughs> yeah, they, not everybody you know pays for all of them. Mm. Sometimes it like depends on who your promoter is and what sanctioning bodies they like to work with. Top rank. WBO has him above Xander Zayas, which I don't agree with. You don't think so? No. Um, man. I, I need to watch recent Josh Kelly because I haven't. I've just been, you know, keeping my eye on the scoreboard, as it were. So, but Xander Zayas has been very disappointing. Yeah. Or yeah. underwhelming. I just... Fair enough. But I, yeah, I can't say definitively if Josh Kelly's better, though. Not at, right now, anyway. Uh, so, yeah, there you go. Josh Kelly. Uh, uh, Tim Zoo, Josh Kelly, when is that's the hashtag. Uh, let's get the matchroom card that was in Phoenix. I was there for the coronation. Um, we're gonna go from the bottom up though. I only want wanted to pick out one from the undercard, and that was a uh, Jericho O'Quinn, and he sparked out Peter McGrail. These are one twenty twos. That was pretty great very exciting uh the way it happened but uh please do not forget that jerico was losing every single second of that fight up to that point <laughs> so don't forget wilder style i love those comebacks though yeah yes he kind of got knocked into the ropes a little bit and he used that as he bounced to pr project himself forward with his counter right that uh knocked McGrail out I think cold I think he was fully out oh speaking of fully out Morojan Akhmat uh, let me pronounce this correctly Akhmataliv there we go that's how it's actually done uh, so he, MJ he gets the win in 8 over Kevin Gonzalez who was previously undefeated uh, Kevin Gonzalez has been on a lot of undercards that you probably watched but maybe you don't remember him very well. Uh, unfortunately, pretty one-dimensional. And yeah, MJ was kind of playing. I, I was saying in the chat, like, I think MJ's like playing with his food right now. Yeah, he he definitely took his foot off the gas for yes. no reason as far as I could see. 
yeah, in like I want to say round five or six is when he kind of slowed down for some reason. It was, yeah, I was astounded. Like, dude, you need to. This is your comeback, man. You need to make it clear that you are back. And then he did. So that's nice. Yeah. I thought he looked really good. He did. Uh, still gets beat Gonzalez by Inoue. Has a hell of a chin. Yes. <laughs> also gets beat by Inoue. Oh, true. Yes. Everybody gets beat by Inoue. <laughs> yes. Uh, Deontay Wilder just lay down before you even start. <laughs> so you M- will have no kidneys left. So in the post-fight interview, MJ said something I thought that was fun, provocative. Uh, he's when they asked him, like, "Hey, what do you think about? Uh, what are your thoughts on Inoue?" Uh, Topola is taking your belts to fight Inoue for the undisputed crown, and he said, uh, "Like what? They should be. Huh? Yeah. Do I think like do I do I think I'm worthy to go fight them for my belts? Ask them if they're worthy to be fighting for my belts. They're mine, and I'm gonna go get them back. So that was fun. Uh, regardless, he, he does seem very confident, but yeah. still, Inoue, Inoue just destroys them. He does have reason to be so." I think because he is very decent. He's very well talented. He's very good, but yeah, yeah. It's, it's just not enough. Unfortunately, I was saying this even before he lost to Topolas, Topolas, um, that whoever won of that fight was probably going to get in a way next. Uh, doesn't matter who wins. They're going to lose. It doesn't, yeah. it didn't matter which just, I think Topolas is going to put up a much worse fight than uh, MJ would have. Wouldn't surprise me anyway. MJ has that power that could bother in a way. Like he could break his eye again or something. But I don't I don't think Sapala's does. It's another descendant of Tamerlane. So that's nice. (laughs) That's fun. (laughs) He doesn't have a ridiculous nickname that we need to correct, so that's good. Uh, Does MJ have a nickname other than MJ? Not that I know of. Yeah. MJ's, MJ's just fine. Yeah, MJ's fine. Because that's how you pronounce his first name, kind of, if you split the syllables. Um, but the to the main event, Jesse, Jesse, larger than life, Rodriguez. God damn. Stops uh, mm-hmm. Sonny Edwards in nine to unify his WBO title with Sonny Edwards' IBF. Ew, man. Uh, when I called it, I told you Bam was gonna knock him out. Yeah, what? Like this played out. I think I'll have to go back and listen to see how accurately we called this. But as we called it, absolutely right. Um, Sonny Edwards has not been tested the way Jesse has. Uh, Jesse's been in very deep waters and he he uh, gave a very good account of himself Sonny Edwards has never had to battle back from adversity he's never had to fight a fucking live opponent who's actually uh-huh. actually presents some kind of threat of any variety yeah they were trying to make a big deal about Jesse being scared of getting his jaw broken again. And I was like, you guys are idiots. He fought half that fight with a broken jaw. He's not scared of it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> like, if you break it again, and... he'll fucking manage. <laughs> he'll be all right. Yeah. Especially not from Sonny Edwards. Sonny Edwards isn't breaking people's jaws. 
exactly so uh I, mind games type of stuff like they both uh well they took um i was at the post fight press conference and sunny was being examined by he was either being examined or on his way to the hospital for a x-ray just precautionary but mm. he was uh as, as far as i know he's okay uh health wise i have to say sunny did impress me and like go way beyond my expectations absolutely of his grit i i thought he would quit way before he got that beat up to be honest i was gonna say exactly that is before we started uh raining praise on on uh rodriguez was that sunny very much lived up to his shit talking like he is he is that guy just he's just just better but Sonny yeah. Edwards is still that guy that he says he is. Um, he didn't quit. His corner pulled him. He just didn't contest because, like, he's known his his trainer has been his trainer since he was like seven or eight years old. He said, so he trusts him. He trusted his judgment. Well, and that fight needed to be stopped. Absolutely, like it was. It was the right call. A hundred percent. I unfortunately missed it. Oh, what? yeah. Definitely worth going back for absolutely worth going back to watch yeah i saw just like the um the stuff afterwards like sunny's eye was like a balloon yeah bro. it was it pretty was bad disgusting yeah, like, you started could, in round two i think yeah it started in uh the early rounds when uh, jesse started finding his left hand his left straight and the something that i noticed i'm not sure if you guys if you did Shanat, on the broadcast was that jesse when sunny edwards was fighting right-handed Jesse was fucking taking him to school. When Sonny switched to left hand, he w he was able to land a lot of big shots with his left hand on Jesse. Like he threw his rhythm he, off. Yeah, yeah, he didn't look as good when Sonny was left-handed. That's for sure. But I think Bam would figure it out. He would have. Like yes. if he had a whole camp for uh, a whole camp before uh, Southpaw. I think he'd have it dialed in. Uh, in the post-fight, somebody asked uh, Robert Garcia about this. Well, they asked Jesse and Robert, and Robert answered. But that was, like, is that something that they had noticed in footage? Like, how did they prepare for that kind of thing, for that switch hitting? And they said, uh, uh, Robert said, look, we don't do a lot of, we don't watch a lot of tape. Like, what? It's not the fuck. It's not gonna do anything. It's not gonna. It only tells you how he performed on that night. It's not going uh -huh. to tell you how he's going to perform against Jesse. So there's no point, really. We can watch a few rounds to see his mannerisms, maybe. But uh, he he's gonna do I what he does, and it, we'll adjust. Yeah, right. I always find it interesting when coaches say that, because then you have other coaches that are like, I watch. 10,000 hours yeah. of footage and even the minors or amateurs or whatever like honestly I think you would want to watch tape and figure out what they're good at and stuff but I mean these guys clearly know what they're doing yeah whatever works for you I guess again Robert had two guys on the on the YouTube portion before the bell or whatever they call it but mm -hmm. both of his guys scored everyone Three for three knockouts for for all of uh, Robert's guys. That's a good night. It is yeah, a very right. good night for him. 
what a way to end that night. Um, so the talk is for Jesse, for uh, Estrada, Juan Francisco Estrada. I think he's the WBC 115. Uh, I want to see it. I want to see it so bad. I do too. Uh, as much as Estrada was, has been my favorite since pretty much since I started watching boxing altogether. Him and uh, Juan Manuel Marquez. Um, unfortunately, like as I start hearing more about how Estrada is in like as far as when a camera's around him. Uh, he, yeah, he's a bit of a fucking sour bitch, and I don't like it. So, <laughs> like, he just cannot ever be happy about anything. Ever cannot be happy unless you're praising him, and that's come on, man. But yes, I would like to see, uh, like fuck that I'm gonna be riding against Bam. This is America, baby. Also, how can you dislike Bam? He, he seems like such a nice guy. He is. He is very, very, very uh, friendly, very warm and open and candid. Great guy to talk to. Compared to Sonny. Um, I have didn't interact with Sonny, so I couldn't say. But uh, just the little bit that I did get to talk to Jesse, like directly, he was very, very uh, open with me. Mm -hmm. It was very nice. That's awesome. I asked him the one question that I got to ask him that nobody else since nobody else had was I've I've been curious about it because he does it all the time is when he like kind of throws himself on the ground after he wins so I asked him about that I think he kind of sort of happy cries and it's him hiding uh, it hiding that. Yeah, yeah yeah that's uh that's what I expected and that's what it seems like he didn't say explicitly that but he said that he's a uh, he's extremely he's it's pure happiness and pride in like in himself and like it's just a really per, like a personal deeply personal level of happiness so like all right yeah yeah you're crying that's fine i love it man i, I love to love the emotion love to see it uh man so estrada is the likely next option i heard people asking about um, JC Martinez who did not defend his title that day either he had like some pe uh, visa, getting a visa problems to come for the fight but he did, the, Eddie made it clear that that was not their that wasn't what they were aiming for that they want Estrada for sure, uh, Robert agreed, Jesse agreed seems like that's the fight that they're going to try to make and that's going back up a weight class, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Um, uh, Jesse was all right there. Uh, obviously, he, I mean, he beat Quadris and uh, Rungvisai, so it can't be. Oh yeah, he he looks good at one fifteen. I just was trying to remember. Um. So, so uh, I thought it was a kind of a dumb thing to bring up, but somebody's uh, red pointed out that somebody in the media had said in a way and bam, I don't. They, they're really far apart in weight yeah. classes now though. Yes. That's um, 
Like, so, Bam went down and Anui went up to, didn't he? <clears throat> yes. So, yep. they both started at 108. Um, then skipped up to 115. Bam moved down. Inoue moved up from there. And, like, they're fighting at 10 pounds difference. And seven years of age difference. So Jesse still has still has time to build into the quote unquote like man strength or whatever. Hmm. So there's that. Um, and in a way, I, I think by the time that Jesse gets to that point, Inoue is going to be on his way out. Inoue has always said that he's retiring young. Yeah, which makes me sad, but is probably a good idea. Yeah, I mean he's he's a fucking superstar over there in Japan, so there you go. Well, and he's making a shit ton of money. Yes, exactly. And he does seem like he just wants to retire and be with his family and have a boxing gym. So is he married? He's so simple. Like married family? Yes. Okay, cool. I didn't yeah, know that. Yeah, and he's got two kids or three kids. Oh, that's nice. I'm a borderline stalker. I know probably. <laughs> <laughs> so you answered that question like really quick. Yeah, you had that information yes. like right on hand. It's a lot faster than I expected. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, Jesse has a kid on the way too. Um, I think he's, they said he's having a girl. She's uh, yeah. Do, she's doing a few months. Sounds really nice. Uh, anything more on Jesse? before we move on to the last Showtime card of the ever. Ooh, dun-dun-dun. All right. Just that Jesse does have a good nickname. No need to work on Bam Bam. That's great. I have always heard it as just Bam. Either way, it doesn't oh, matter. Is, I that think something, is that something my family made up? My, I thought it was Bam Bam from, like, the Flintstones. I thought it was that, too, but it was... It, from what I've heard, it's just Bam. Ah, okay. In the singular. Uh, so some quick notes on the PBC on Showtime card. Joey Spencer, he moves. Is, has he always been at middleweight? I think I think he has. But he gets a UD over Marcelo BZ. How the fuck do you say that? Bazowski? I don't know. <laughs> Bazowski? Like Look. Mike Bazowski? It looks Polish. Yeah, I, yeah. Just like growing up in Phoenix, there's not a whole lot of Polish people here. <laughs> uh, Joey Spencer, his last fight was uh, with Jesus Ramos at 154. So I'm wondering if this is him moving up. But yeah, he gets the win. It was a six rounder. Unfortunate that he's moved back to that level. Uh, Alberto Pueyo, the former WBA. 140 champ UD over Hector Madera is an eight rounder. Um, Robert Guerrero versus Andre Berto. Um, like, no, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> There's just not much to add. I don't know, man. Like, yes, Slippy. they fought. Okay, great. Good job, guys. Sick. <laughs> yeah. Um, it was a 10 rounder, so that's pretty cool. That they're, you know, still able to get to that level in their 40s. Uh, but let's get to the co-main where Ryo, Valenzuela, 
Uh, he ended Chris Colbert's life for a brief period. I honest to God thought Colbert might be dead. Dude, I, the way his head was just hanging off the rope. I thought that when he fell and the way that his, like the rope went into his neck, I thought he was going to accidentally choke himself because he wouldn't be able to breathe. That, that was a ridiculous fucking knockout. That was like, scary. That was, that was tough. That was scary. Uh, so Colbert says that they're one and one and they want to, he wants to do it again. Valenzuela says like, I didn't lose the first one and I just knocked him out. We don't need to do this one more time. I'm inclined I don't think to, they uh, need to do it again. I, don't, I, I agree I, with that actually. Valenzuela might actually kill him the next time. Yes. Uh, Valenzuela won the first time close, close, it was a really close one. I'm not going to deny that. But this one was a really scary ending. And I don't think it's going to get better for Chris Colbert either. It's. Uh, but 135. Or, yeah, 135. That's where they're at. Yeah, that, um, was, that was terrifying. But also, kind of like you guys are saying, we don't need a third fight. We it's don't. Just, it's not going to get better. It, it, no. it, it's not going to get better for him, unfortunately. But looking at his options, he box rec 19th. So there's that. Um, Keyshawn Davis is immediately in front of him. Do you got, do you think those guys are like on the same level? Keyshawn and uh, Ryan or? Yeah. Um, actually, yeah. Yeah. That's a pretty evenly matched. Uh, one uh, for one. Yeah, I think that's a good one. That would be a good fight if it could. Um, Del I Santos? think Valens Layla wins that one. Beats Keyshawn? Keyshawn? Yeah. I, Davis hasn't been impressing me. As his competition's yeah. gotten better, he's gotten yeah, less impressive. They, yeah, he's, like, kind of going, like, a lateral, like, way yes. instead of just, like, being getting better. Like, he's not getting worse, but... You said that really about someone better. recently, didn't you? Was it about Keyshawn? But you said that about someone else. It, it, it might have been Keyshawn, I think. Or, or maybe somebody else, too, because I feel like there's a lot of things like that in boxing. Yeah. Where they just don't get better they're not getting worse they're kind of like they're just different this, like, like stealing they've plateaued yeah oh, yeah you can, exactly you can try to throw new new i don't know tools into the into the box to get off the plateau but it doesn't always work yeah. uh run it back with de los santos um that would be a fun fight i think but, they both especially now with santos having some more like clout to his name yeah, Ryu's still kind of a decent name, also, so it'd be a fun rematch. Uh, Morataya, the promotional problems <laughs> won't allow that, but that would be—I think that would mm -hmm. be a great one. <clears throat> mm -hmm. uh, I'm trying to think who else. Cambosos. Cambosos, yeah, Cambosos would be a fun one. Although I think Cambosos might beat Ryu. I think. So. I, don't think I think it'd be pretty. Would. It wouldn't be pretty, but. Jermaine um, Ortiz, uh, he's I higher up on the list. Him. He's higher up on the list than he should be, I think, than than he deserves, because just because he was he shared the ring with Lomachenko, not, and not necessarily because on his own merits. <laughs> I don't think he did no. bad against Loma though. He like, didn't he do didn't, bad. He, looked, he didn't do bad at all. Like that was a good performance. I think. What about uh, William Zapata? That would be really fun. Um, I think. Yeah, you can see that one. I think Zapata might beat him though. Yeah, I kind of think so too, but I bet you it would be fun to yeah, watch. Yeah, it would be very entertaining for sure. Uh, the hear me out. Hear me out. Ryu versus Garcia. 
if he gets back to 135. Um, Garcia's not going to fight at 35. No, Valenzuela will have to go up to 40. For that. I think for that kind of money, he better yeah. go to 140 for that fight. He, he would go to 140 for that that type of payday. Yeah. I don't think that they would put Garcia against Valenzuela. You don't think so? I I don't think Garcia's team would take that money because Valenzuela would end his career and you might as well get the big payday. Uh, I, I don't, don't know if he would end that. Him. Yeah, I don't know if he would end him. I think he might drop Garcia, but I don't know if he would like KO him. Actually, I think Garcia would KO Valenzuela. Yeah. Mm. Uh, I just don't think they would take the chance. Mm. May, yeah. Yeah, for some, someone low level like that, I could, I could see that. That's, a little re that's more reasonable if they wouldn't risk it. Hmm. I'm trying to think of, like, De Los Santos is in the PBC stable, so there's that. That makes it possible to do the rematch. Um, I don't think... Maybe because he fought Shakur Stevenson, that uh, Shuichiro Yoshino could, I don't know, he might have, top rank might have um, first refusals on him. Uh, I don't know much about Yoshino, to be honest. Scrappy, come forward kind of guy. He's a bit like Valenzuela. I think he has, I don't think he has as much power, though. Could be fun though if yes. they're both just come forward scrappy guys. Yeah, uh, Yoshino got thoroughly outboxed by Shakur, who stood in the pocket but for that. Everybody does. Yeah. Uh, my um, eyelids got outboxed by Shakur on his last <laughs> one. Yeah. 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 That's for sure. Yeah. So, let anything more on Ryo before we get on to David Morrell. Nah, on to Morrell, baby. Uh, not a whole lot of time that we got to talk about here. We got uh, four and a half minutes of of uh, <laughs> boxing out of uh, mm -hmm. Senna Agbeko. That was stopped in the second. Uh, David Morrell was phenomenal. He's, he looked better here than I've seen him before, I think. Uh, I'm not sure if it's just because Agbeko's not very good, but I don't, I'm not sure what the what the reasoning is. <clears throat> I, I have to admit, I haven't seen that one yet. Yeah, I didn't catch up on it. Yeah, it's uh, it's worth it's only a round and a half. It's definitely worth watching. Um. I'm seeing on Boxrec, Morell is ninth, uh, Andre is eighth, Caleb Plant at seven, Dervianchenko should vacate his Boxrec ranking. <laughs> not get, ranked? yeah. Uh, do not, do not fight <laughs> David Morell. Um, he has. His last fight was six months ago, so in six more months they'll uh, they'll remove him. Uh, Christian and Bealy, uh, Morel fucking eats him alive. John Ryder, same. Mungia, same. I, I'm maybe I don't know if am I am I drunk on KO right now? Is that what's happening? 
that I'm like over overestimating David Morrell because of how because of a, sen a sensational I, knockout. I I just don't think I've seen much of Morrell because he knocks everybody out really quickly. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, yeah, this was um... his tenth fight, and I believe he has a ninety percent knockout. Yes. Dude, I just uh, oh, fuck. I saw a thing like a few days ago where like Benavidez was kind of like sounding off on Morel about how he keeps wanting to fight him, and Benavidez is like, "Yo, he hasn't like fought anybody. Like, why should I give him a chance?" Yeah, I mean, he has. A point. <laughs> he does. He kind of has a point, but they're both yeah, he... they're both in a similar position where they're jockeying for their mandatory shot at Canelo. <laughs> I think um, even Jose Senior was saying like he should fight like. Plant, uh, Darrell, and stuff, and kind of like, like, see, like, go with guys who will, like, kind of take him to, like, give him a good fight, like, take yeah. him to, like, deeper waters, and then they might give him a shot then. But right now, even Benavidez was like, this guy hasn't done much. Like, yeah, he looks good on camera and stuff, but what has he really done to earn the shot? Mm -hmm. Kind of like what Canelo was doing to Benavidez. Yeah. Uh, except Benavidez has the credentials, I yeah, think. Except, yeah, he has the credentials now. Like, he, there's really no denying it now at this point. It has to happen. Yes. Yes. Bealy is the mandatory for both those guys. Uh, I know that he carries the WBC one. I don't know if he does WBA. I still got the rankings up. Oh, okay. There you go. And then Bealy's number three for the IBF. The... And six for the WBO. Uh, so Benavides is the interim WBC, and then Morel is the WBA regular or whatever the fuck. Mm. So yeah, he is kind of uh, he is kind of uh, Morel's mandatory in that regard. Yeah, I, I guess where Canelo has the belt. But he's ranked number one by both those bodies. Yeah, because I, I don't regard the regular title as an actual title. I consider that the number one contender position. Same Fair with enough. interim. Same with interim. Uh, just looking at the website, they yeah, have yeah, they don't, the one beside his name. They don't count the... They count them among the champion like category. Yeah. Stupid. Do you think Morel sparks Mbili? Oh my god. Mbili <laughs> would... Uh, no, do not do that. Yeah, no. Not a smart move. Um, That would be unwise. It would very. is high on the list too, but... is too easy to hit, I think. So is Mbili. Easier to hit than Mungia yeah. is. Uh, I would say to... If I could speak to Mbili's like manager promoter types I uh, would say like you, stop thinking about if you can fight Morel and maybe think about it if you should fight Morel <laughs> very big difference the check of those high two. up on all those lists as well <laughs> ask yourself is this what you want to do to yourself Pacheco way too young uh, he's oh, not, yeah. way too young he's not going to fight uh, Benavides I don't think he would they're, uh, they've been, Pacheco's been in the Benavides camp for a while now. Uh, 
Mm. Well, anything more on Morel's new sensational knockout? No, sir. Ah. All right. Well, let us get into our preview section. On the 23rd, the collaborate collaboration, the cooperative efforts here uh, were really... Uh, uh, it's like I see this happen and I think to myself why the fuck aren't you doing this any other time why is like you're only doing it now like this is proof to me that you could have been doing this the entire time but you just choose not to uh, so top rank matchroom Salida Wasserman Queensberry and SES promotions all combined to make the day of reckoning they're calling it which is going to be in Riyadh Saudi Arabia at the Kingdom Arena. So from the bottom up here, we got Philip Hergovich versus Mark Demori, Frank Sanchez versus Junior Fa, Arslan Bek Mahmudov versus Ajit Kabayel. Those three, I haven't seen how many rounds are going to be. Um, Jai Apataya versus Ellis Zorro. That's going to be the IBF Cruiser title on the line. Daniel Dubois versus Gerald Miller in a 12-round heavyweight fight. Uh, Dimitri Bivol versus Lyndon Arthur, WBA love and it, love it. I- IBO love it. unification fight. <laughs> oh, let's go! <laughs> Ridiculous. <laughs> uh, Deontay Wilder versus Joseph Parker, another twelve-round heavyweight attraction, and headlining Anthony Joshua versus Otto Wallin, twelve-round heavyweights. Right, let's let's get into a few of these. Yeah, so from the, the bottom, ones that are not like a sure shot. <laughs> yeah, l- let's do the quick like again. Now that we've listed them off, just work our way talking through from the bottom up. Anything on Hergovich? For I don't know eh. Mark Demori, so I can't really say, but I know that Hergovich is kind of yeah. decent. So yeah, next <laughs> Frank Sanchez versus Junior Fa. Uh, Frank Sanchez is solid. Junior Fa, yep. I've only seen a little bit of him, so I'm expecting it to be a good scrap. Should be similar to Frank Sanchez when he fought F.A. Ajagba. Like, the power threat is what makes Frank Sanchez's very technical style more entertaining because he's evading something that can actually hurt him. Yeah, Junior Fa has power. Yeah, but exactly. But I don't think he'll catch him. Uh, yeah, but I think he's kind of too, like, plotting. Uh, Frank Sanchez he's can very, be hit. Yeah. Um, Junior Fa is very stereotypical New Zealand boxer to me. There's a Big stereotypical. Uh, you think of... <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, who was the guy from New Zealand? I only know Tua. Joseph Parker. Oh, was Johnny Thunder? Where's Johnny Thunder from? Uh, are you right now? I I would always see him come up on a. Well, that's the American singer. Whoops. <laughs> <laughs> I would uh, always see him. Oh, wait, you mean wait, you mean Jimmy Thunder? Jimmy Thunder. I'm sorry, my mistake. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. Uh, yeah, he's from New Zealand. Okay, that's who I was thinking of. Um, that's the only guy I know because he. Anytime I'm watching <clears throat> a fight that uh, the broadcast is from Australia, <clears throat> afterwards they always play uh, Jimmy Thunder fights. Fair enough. So, no, I always think of 
David to uh like big heavy Samoan dudes mm. that may may uh Maori Maori I think it is for New Zealand. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're right. Like Parker is not the stereotypical New Zealand fighter to me. He was He's not dancy. And, and for heavyweight too, he was pretty limber. Yeah. But oh. like David Tua is who I always think of. So uh, Arslan Beck Mahmoudov versus Aja Kabayel. I only know these guys by name. I don't know much about them, so I can't really tell you. Not a clue. Yeah. Not a fucking clue. Jai mm-hmm. Alpataya versus Ella Zorro uh, for the IBF but Cruiser. Alpataya. Might work. Yeah, this is, gonna, this is probably a mandatory, and uh, Alpataya is going to be... So I think I've mentioned this before, but to, in... I think in uh, like young people British vernacular, like whenever you're going, if you're gonna go out with your friends, you just say it's a, you're going out for a cheeky Nando's. Oh, that's not what they say. <laughs> yeah, they. Can we have someone confirm that? Uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, I'll I'll get some sources to confirm. Uh, but so the because of that, the joke that we would, that's a British person in actually in Discord. Oh, how many years ago was that now? Like seven years ago? But he called it uh, Cheeky Mandos with uh, uh. Eddie and the Lads. <laughs> so the Jayopataya. Eddie, Eddie and the Lads. Yeah. So Jayopataya, another Cheeky Mando for the IBF. Uh, uh. Yeah, light work. Uh, Daniel Dubois versus Gerald Miller. Ooh, this one I'm excited for. Uh, I'm hopeful. Oh, uh, I'm conflicted. I want to. My my heart tells me I should be cheering for Gerald Miller, because it's I like I'm gonna cheer for a goddamn Brit over an American. But <laughs> so no cheeky Nando's. No, no cheeky Nando's <laughs> with this lad, uh, Daniel. But Dan, like Gerald Miller's also lame. I don't. Mm. I kind of like Daniel Dubois. I know he's fucked it up in the past, but does I want to win? I've never, I've honestly never seen anything more than him fight. I've never even seen post-fight interviews, the immediate ones in the ring. Never seen him on social media, any sort of press event. I have no idea. But I like that. <laughs> I don't know what this guy is like. For some reason, he, I, I feel terrible saying this. That will just beat your ass, cause just cause he can. Yeah, but that's his job. I know. There's nothing wrong with that. I'm not saying there is anything wrong with it. See, I just, I guess the question comes up as, is he gonna quit against Miller if Miller lands something? No, I don't think so. I mean, I mean, if Usyk made him quit with the fucking with the jab, like I don't know, dude. Because this fight's not going to go 12 rounds. I don't think Miller has no. He, I don't think the he cardio can go 12 either. Uh, I'm excited for that one. I, I don't know who I want to win. I don't but... either. Um, I think I'm. I might have to go with. I'm sorry, Daniel. I'm sure you're a nice fellow, anyway. <laughs> oh goodness. Uh, major, major shakeup at the light heavyweight division as two dominant champions unify their titles here. Um, this one I'm excited for. Dimitri Bivol versus Lyndon Arthur. 
uh, the IBO is not a real title. I just find it really funny that they're trying to paint it as such for this mm -hmm. event. I mean, there really aren't very many belts involved in this event. No. No, there's not. Like, these are the only ones, aren't they? Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, Opataya and uh, Beavos are the only two belt holders. So, you gotta... You gotta try. Names, but there's not a lot of actual belts on yeah. the line. Not you, a lot you of You gotta hardware. market it. Hold on a second. There's one, two, three, four... There's five fights that are 12 rounders. It's gonna be a long, long, long. card, a long day. <laughs> but this is—that's yeah. assuming that it's gonna be that they all go the distance. Wait, no, yeah. they're just gonna fucking talk. Yeah, they, yeah there's never mind. There. So, yeah. so much filler. So much fucking filler. It's gonna be stupid. How many times they it's play that goddamn some... zombie commercial? Some shitty oh, halftime fuck. show. And I think that's the dumbest bullshit ever. It's kind of cool. Like I like Wait, I saw cool it trailer. once and I was like, yeah, that's pretty cool. I don't want to see that 500 times though. Dude, get some or if they have bring some Saudi Arabian boxers and stuff and just, you know, throw on some swing fights, swing bouts in the middle. Well, I mean, you know they're yeah. going to have like some like performers and stuff like Oh, for Fury Nagano. That's right. It's it's going to be a this long, is a spectacle as long well. Day. Who's performing so, for this one? I have no idea yet. I'm kind of just assuming that they're going to because they had it for the Fury Nagano, and this is also a very massive card with a lot of superstars. Like, wow, they're AJ. Um, not the, the Beatrice, uh, Demi, eh. that Beevil's a star, but big name. Dubois is kind of a decent name. I think Beevil's a star. I think he's a boxing star. Boxing not, star, yeah. yeah, but like. Guys like Wilder wow, and Age are like what? they're stars. Oh, okay, just, I see what you're yeah, saying. In the world yeah. at yeah, large, yeah, Beevil is like a boxing star, but like Wilder Age are kind of like almost like borderline celebrity status. Yeah, they're yeah. sports more age celebrities. Right. Yeah, that those are like um, the tiers for boxing. As far as like boxing fame, it's are you a boxing star, sports celebrity, or just a celebrity like Manny Pacquiao was a but, celebrity Floyd Mayweather was a celebrity yeah even even casual boxing fans know B-Ball's name though yes so he's yeah for sure he's a boxing boxing star boxing for sure star. uh Apataya might who I don't do know he might wins? be who do you think wins Beevil and Beevil Arthur? Arthur are you yeah. serious Beevil come on now <laughs> are, are you serious are you guys serious Lyndon yeah. Arthur's gonna fucking you, spark him inside a four Huh? <laughs> um, Come again? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So let me let me correct myself here. Uh, Arthur sparks him inside a three. That's right. That's Please. What, that's what's gonna happen. Please, this man right here. <laughs> Honestly, it's just like Lyndon Arthur. They need Matchroom has Beevil. Beevil needs a fight. Queensberry has Lyndon Arthur. Lyndon Arthur needs a fight. So here you go. We have oh we happen to have two guys that are, you know, at the same weight. One and a half belts between them. We can make this happen. <laughs> we can make this part of the thing. I don't like it. I still want to see B ball. But yeah. yeah. Yeah, of course. I want to see him fight someone better. Yes, absolutely. Oh yeah, for sure. Deontay Wilder, Joseph Parker. This fight's like six years too late. Before, yeah. Like six years past its uh, expiration date. 
So while they're in four. I'm gonna say six. I'm gonna say six. I do give Joseph Parker that kind of credit. He'll be able to evade it for long enough. Yeah, I don't think I don't think Parker has enough power to bother Wilder though. He doesn't. Um Parker, I would say when was the fight with AJ? Because I would say like a year after that is the expiration of when uh, Wilder Parker was a decent fight. Just my opinion. It 2018. Yeah. So okay, so that's not six years. That was five years ago. <laughs> so there you go. Still, uh, I guess better late than never. Uh, Parker hasn't been. Obviously not one of the big three of the generation, but he's been nipping at their heels the entire time. So that's kind of nice. Does Wilder retire Parker if he sparks him? Oh, I don't think so. I don't think so. You don't think so? Because, like, Parker, I think he just had another kid. Only thirty-one. Parker might decide to retire, but I don't think Wilder retires him. Ah, I think those are two still, different things. Uh, he's still pretty young, though. He's only thirty-one. It's kind of like the, uh, the the Hector Garcia situation with Tank. Mm. Oh, I like, think that's what's going to happen. That's what I mean. Like damage-wise, retire. He's, he's going to break his will. Just like I don't want to ever be hit like that again, and he's going to not. I don't. Well. I don't think Parker's that smart. <laughs> I don't think he's smart enough to be scared of getting hit. Coconut for a brain. I don't know. I just—he seems like he's really funny and would be fun to have a beer with, but he doesn't seem very smart. He's yeah. He seems like a goofball. Yeah. Jesus. The videos he made during COVID were like my favorite thing. So, I'm older than Joseph Parker. <laughs> Why does everything come back to age? I'm uh, Leo. Just, we're uh, older than everybody. I'm a little older than Ottawa. <laughs> like uh, Are you as old as AJ? Uh, yes. I'm a little younger than Usyk. Listen, you're younger than Wilder. I'm younger than Jang. Hey. Hey. <laughs> are, but are you as? Are you older than Tyson Fury? Joe Joyce is 38. Sturdy. Oh, yeah. Actually, I think we knew that. Yeah, I forgot that he's that old. Um, I am a little younger than uh, Tyson Fury. Oh, there we go. Yeah. How old Fury? Thirty-five. Oh, you're younger than I thought you were. Then. Oh. Oh, I'm the oldest <laughs> on the podcast. Oh shit. Yeah, that sucks. Yeah, it's fine. Me, I, I'm prepubescent. <laughs> Oh, I am older than Fury. Fuck. Oh, okay. So, Anthony Joshua, Ottawa lead. Uh, Does Bob... AJ get it done? Oh, God. I want to give Ottawa lead credit. I think AJ might get it done. Uh, it'll be late. Maybe in the uh, last third. I don't, I don't know what to think about AJ. Like, he's still got the skill set. He's just overthinking everything i think he is he is beating himself in his mind yeah and he, not in the usual like 
Tiafimo Lopez ways, where you just kind of lose concentration and have too much confidence and all that sort of stuff. AJ has no confidence in himself. So he beat Travis Kaufman. He's kind of a journeyman, high-level journeyman. Stopped him in five. That was in 2020. Dominic Brazil, UD. Uh, okay, so in September, he got a split decision over Murat Gassiev. I mean, Gassiev was like a... I've ever seen Waleen fight. Like, I watched the Fury highlights, I guess, but... Helaman Ogwin. Waleen's like, he's no slouch, so... And he's a southpaw, too, I believe. So, I think he's gonna give AJ some problems. Yeah, I think so. I think you're right. Like, it's not gonna I be as cut and dry as, like something AJ is going to overthink everything and be scared to throw again oh. yeah, he can't do that with someone like Wally and Doge because he's a pretty technical boxer and he's a southpaw it's just two of AJ's worst things to go against yeah uh, AJ, but the obvious setup here is AJ Wilder finally yeah that's what's uh uh, I think wasn't there already news that they were they have the preliminary con like a contractual stuff out of the way. It's just assuming that they have they both win on the twenty third. Then they're scheduled for March or something. Do you think yeah, that's, it that's really funny. matters? I think they will both win. But do you think it really matters if either of them loses? Uh, no, because um, actually. You watched the interview you i think a few days ago they were saying like i think they were interviewing aj where they said hey if wilder loses or if you lose would you guys like still fight each other they're like yeah why not yeah like i don't i don't think it would reduce the excitement around that fight no ottawa lean and joseph parker as the co-main that'd be pretty cool yeah for sure that could be fun then uh lyndon arthur giving Beevil his rematch Huh? <laughs> After Beevil complains in the media for days on end, I thought I called the I thought I called the police. <laughs> uh, let's move along here to the twenty sixth in Tokyo. I pit, I put the uh, co-main event here because yes, I don't know. I just wanted to put something more than just the uh, Inoue versus Top Tapales for the undisputed one twenty two. But it, yeah, it's a uh, Japanese boxing commission gives titles. They award belts. Um, it's a, just a national thing. So the bantamweight JBC titles on the line. So Sutsumi there, uh, I don't know his first name. Seiya. Seiya Sutsumi on Instagram. He is punch underscore burger underscore two, two, three. And his Instagram is the most Japanese thing ever when huh. he's not getting ready for a fight. It's just like ramen and here's me at a festival and here's like my cool dishes. So I've been following him for years. <laughs> he's great. Punch Burger 223. That is the yeah. coolest name ever. I actually had to ask someone to translate his name for me because he just has it in Japanese. So I've been following him on Instagram, not knowing who yes. he was, so I couldn't look him up. That's like the most like Xbox gamer tag I've ever heard. It is. Yeah. Straight up. Anyways, highly recommend his Instagram. And 
I really want to see him, so I'm glad he's the co-main. He looks like an action fighter, just from what I can yeah, see. Yeah, I, what I, I think see. so. There's a lot of blood. Yeah, that. Yeah. So, Punchburger, that's the, that might be the coolest boxer nickname ever. Punchburger. <laughs> Punchburger is great. Uh, uh, but yeah, Seiya Tsutsumi defenses JBC Bantamweight title. So that's pretty cool. Um, I'm hopefully going to be able to catch that because just because of the ungodly hour, it will be here when this happens. But not I am still stocking the, the resale website, but no dice. I haven't seen a single ticket go up for sale yet. Naoya Inoue versus Marlon Tapales for the undisputed super bantamweight crown. Uh, so what round does a Tapales knock out Inoue? Like what? These what predictions are crazy. <laughs> what are we? What are we, what are <laughs> we thinking? What's like, got into you? Round two. <laughs> um, this is one of those ones I wouldn't be surprised if Inoue kind of dicks around a bit just to make it a longer fight yeah he's done that a couple times lately do you think it could be to the point where he's he doesn't take it seriously enough in the beginning that Tapala's kind of gives him trouble no, I don't think so. I think if Tapala starts showing anything, he'll just step his game up. And but fucking bite I think his it upper might... body off. Yeah. I think it might be a little like who was the British guy? I can't think of his name right now. Jamie McDonald, Paul Butler. Butler. Where Anui wanted to put on a bit of a show for the fans. So you know his kid's name off the top of your head, but you don't know Paul Butler? Yeah, I forgot Butler's name. <laughs> I told you. You know I'm his kids' birthdays and what school they go to? I do Their not know color. what school they go to, but I am not that much of a stalker. Uh, it's... I, I don't know. I, I kind of... I don't want to overlook Tapala's, but I also... Like, just from what I've seen from him, I'm not seeing a whole lot of reason to spend time talking about it. It's just a matter of when, in a way, finishes the fight. That's really it. Yeah. I am excited that the Super Saiyan hair is back. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. At least in the media workouts, he was blonde. Mm, so another a look at who else is around. I think I heard conversations about Luis Neri and in a way after this uh, I think uh, the, Japan is taking their travel uh, like their uh, the prohibition on Neri he'll be allowed to enter the country again he's I'm not kidding like after he beat uh, Shinsuke Yamanaka and then he popped on a PED test he was barred from entering Japan ever again yeah, Japan does not piss around with that sort of stuff. Nope. Like, and Yamanaka was like in a way level fame. Maybe, well, maybe like he was in that neighborhood of fame. They fucking loved Shinsuke Yamanaka, and Neri beat him once, uh, and then beat him again, and then pissed hot. So, yeah, they were fucking steamed. <laughs> I mean, don't cheat. 
Yeah. Then you won't get banned from Japan. Uh, Casimiro is also in the neighborhood. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm not too fond of him either. It would be nice to watch Anui just fucking destroy him. And I think Casimiro would talk enough shit that there would be no playing around. Like, that would be a round one or round two just execution. So it's the hater's dilemma. Do I want... And there's three paths to the hater's dilemma. Is do I want him knocked out early so that, you know, he learns his place or gets put in his place? Or do I want it to go late so that he's punished the entire time? Or do I not want him to get the fight at all so that he doesn't get the payday? I don't think he deserves the fight. I don't think he's nearly good enough. No, he's but... not. He never has been. No, I don't. I do not understand why the Philippines decided Casimero was their man. Like, there's other fighters that are better. Uh, yeah, but... Mark Maxayo. We just talked about earlier. He he's better. Yeah, and he's like seems like a halfway decent person. Yeah, because Casimero seems like a piece of shit. Tapala's, from what I can see, what I've seen, which isn't a lot uh, outside of the ring, he seems to be okay. Yeah. Yeah, I, I forgot he was Filipino. Why don't they like Tapala's? I, uh, I don't think I don't think he's as a uh, sensational. That's true, but he just kind of grinds grinds it out and gets it done. Oh shit, Jerico Quinn, that's a good one. He'll, uh, he'll, uh, in a way, will punch him in the face into the ropes, and then he'll bounce off the ropes and knock in a way out, and everyone will be happy, happily ever after. <laughs> Every everyone? Yes, except for uh, him and his family and uh, Shanada, because she's going to be consoling the family <laughs> afterwards. Sam Goodman is rated number one by the IBF and the WBO. That's the other thing. I hate that everyone online complains that Inoue never fights outside of Japan. Why the hell should he? What? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, did, no, did anyone right. complain that Mayweather never fought outside of the U.S.? Why the fuck would he? Yeah. Uh, you see it online all the time. Like, uh, he needs to leave Japan sometimes. No, you guys can fucking come here. Yeah. He sells out arenas, and I can't buy tickets. Why would he leave? Um, maybe this is just a little bit of filler. December 23rd is the Japanese amateur, like the rookie tournament. The, oh, the, yeah, that, the national tournament. Yeah, that Ipo enters in the first <laughs> season. Yeah. And uh, I think I might go. I got to make sure I can get away from work. Oh, because... hell yeah, you should go. Christmas is not a holiday here. There's no holidays at Christmas. And I'm taking three days off work. And uh, so I can't leave early on Tibbs Eve. I do kind of want to go. And the tickets aren't very expensive. That's fun. And that's usually, that's where they climb to like the JBC belt. After climbing yeah. out of the rookie yeah. tournament. Uh, let's move on here. Let's, uh, last thing before we get out of here is uh, this one, just going to name off some names real quick. This one's in Newark. Um, Vito Melnicki runs a promotional company called GH3 Promotions. Uh, so that one is 
at the Prudential Center. And from the bottom up, we have Joseph Adorno versus uh, Braulio Rodriguez at super lightweight. Thomas Lamana, Michael Anderson versus Yudi Bernardo at welterweight. And Vito Melnicki at Sal versus Salim Larbi, super welterweight. Uh, Adorno down to the sixth round level. Sad, sad times. Uh, other, but yeah, I don't know a whole lot about any of these people other than uh, you know, Nikki and Adorno. Either. So we'll see. We'll see if we can uh, get a get a mole in the building. <laughs> I'll do my best. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that that'll that'll do it for that. <laughs> I don't think we have anything else. Is there any news that I might have missed? Uh, nah, I think we covered a lot today, honestly. We did cover a lot today. All right, so then let's do the final touches here. Other shows on the Lux Media Network. Uh, you can check lvxmedia.net. Uh, there's MMA, politics, uh, fucking personal kind of slice of life things, uh, tarot and astrology if you're into that type of stuff uh, so check out the site that's where you can find all the other shows and contact information for this one if you go to the site hit the b-sides button there'll be in a phone number and email address you can pick anonymous on both so you know send your spiciest so social media handles are LVX Media Net on everything if you can't find me I'm not on it interacting with posts helps but what helps the most is rating reviewing on um, wherever you listen to podcasts so with that all wrapped up parting words um uh check out the uh lvx media store oh shit collection. the I drip collection my parents ordered me a t-shirt and a hoodie for christmas so after Christmas, I'll send uh, I'll send a picture you can put up on Instagram. Hell yeah, same. Cool. Um, we have another potential uh, merch partnership coming, but Ooh. more to come on that. So, uh, with all that, thank you for listening to this episode of B Sides Boxing. Yup. Until next time. Hashtag pray for Tapalas. <laughs> Hashtag actually my monster. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Lord. All right, guys. See you later. Bye.